Hi there. Welcome to the From Lab to Launch podcast by Qualio, where we share inspiring stories from the people on the front lines of life sciences. Tune in and leave inspired to bring your life-saving products to the world. Hi, everyone, and thanks for tuning in to From Lab to Launch by Qualio. I'm Meg, your host. Glad to be here and really excited about our episode today with Chris Burris. Before we get started, we'd love it if you rated the podcast. It's easy to do and share it with any of your science nerd friends. We know you have some. If you'd like to be on the show, please see the show notes for an application. Chris Burris is the co-founder of My Vital C, as well as the co-owner of CES Research, excuse me, SES Research, Inc., and he runs a podcast about SEO marketing, which is really popular. You should go check that out. We'll link to all this in the show notes. Chris is also a health expert specializing in ESS60, a noble prize-winning molecule with an exceptional antioxidant properties. And he's been on numerous health and wellness podcasts sharing about how this molecule can revolutionize health and wellness. We're excited to have him on the show to get more information on the science of this molecule and his research and some of the behind the scenes of scaling up his company. Let's get to it. Welcome to From Lab to Launch, Chris. Meg, thank you so much for having me. I'm, I'm excited to share all sorts of actually new stuff, even that has been done since, the, since that bio is written. Awesome. Well, let's kick it off. Tell us a bit about your background and journey leading up to it and everything that's new since that bio I just spit yeah. out. Yeah. So, um, well, we'll start here, right? So I, I just finished a, a book. The book is called Live Longer and Better. If you're listening, I'm holding it up and it's the most unbelievably beautiful book you've ever seen. If you're listening, uh, if you're lo looking, then you see it's this book right here. Um, and, and all of the story that I'm about to tell is in there in, in kind of a lot more detail. But the whole reason I ended up in kind of in this environment uh, is, is this molecule here. So again, if you're listening, uh, imagine a soccer ball where the lines on the soccer ball represent the bonds between the carbon atoms. You have a spherical molecule of 60 carbon atoms, uh, and it's in that shop, soccer ball shape. That molecule was discovered in 1985. That's here in Houston at Rice University. That's where I'm based in Houston. Uh, it was discovered in 85. And the three scientists who discovered it went on to win the Nobel Prize for that discovery in 1996. So a short 11 years from discovery uh, to being awarded that Nobel Prize. The molecule's amazing. It makes better in industrial applications. It makes better inks, better batteries, better tires, better photocells. Uh, all of these things that you definitely would not assume are associated with the supplement. In fact, the story gets a little worse. One of the shapes, one of the facets on that soccer ball looks like hexane. Uh, I'm sorry. Yeah, hexane. And, and that, excuse me, looks like benzene. And benzene is a known carcinogen and known to be toxic. So for that reason, they assumed this soccer ball shaped molecule would be toxic. They put it in a, in a toxicity study. In fact, my company, my lab provided the material. My lab is mentioned in that original study. And uh, so they put it in this toxicity study. In that study, they gave test subjects. In this case, it was Wistar rats. Water, olive oil, and then olive oil with this molecule, we call it ESS-60. Uh, instead of being toxic, the test subjects that they gave it to, really that they gave the My Vital C formula to, lived 90% longer than the control group. So that's, that's the single longest longevity experimental result in history, uh, and it's peer-reviewed published research, the kind of research that, that you would hang your hat on. 
So that was really what kind of shifted me from being a happy-go-lucky carbon nanomaterial scientist. Yes, there is such a thing. That's that's me. Uh, and then into getting into the supplement market, we actually tried for quite some time not to get into the supplement market, uh, just because it's you know it's it has its challenges. We'll leave it. We'll leave it at that. Um, so really, kind of fast forward, this product is on the market. Um, really, I'm sharing this story with more and more people. And I meet my co-author. He's a two-time New York number one best-selling author. So we write this book. Uh, as I'm kind of coming off of writing that book, I have this opportunity to do this Longevity Health Summit. Uh, I actually have interviewed 53 of the total 55 longevity health experts that are going to be in this summit. That summit comes out in February. Um, and three of them are kind of well-known, at least in the biohacking and longevity space. And that's Dr. Gundry, that's Dave Asprey of Bulletproof Coffee, and then Ben Greenfield. Um, so we got to interview those experts in longevity. And then now I'm with the famous Meg. Meg. Yes. A time and gravity fighter herself. So. <laughs> So I'm eager to know, can you explain in layman's terms what this ESS60 is and what it's most important for health and longevity? Excellent. So um, I'll do my best for the layman terms. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, again, it's this soccer, amazing thing about this molecule, right? So it's a soccer ball shaped molecule and the space inside of it is big enough for any atom on the periodic chart to fit inside of it. Right. So there's a new symbol in chemistry and, and we're all familiar with the at symbol, right? Our emails at whatever gmail.com for almost everyone. Um, but the, that symbol in chemistry, lanthanum at C60 means a lanthanum atom physically trapped inside of that cage. So not covalently bonded to the exterior, not ionically bonded to the exterior, but physically trapped inside of it. I think one of the ways you know you're going to win a Nobel Prize is when you add a symbol to chemistry because of something you discovered. I mean, these guys did win that Nobel Prize. So, so these rats live 90% longer. And the first thing that I'm doing as, as we're, we're embarking into the supplement industry is, is to understand, well, what might be going on? What might the mechanisms be? The medical community currently thinks about aging uh, in, in kind of two ways. One of it is, is that it's an oxidation process. And the other is that it's an inflammation process. And in fact, inflammation has such a, uh, is such a heavy hitter in the, the longevity space and in and, and regard to aging that they actually call it inflammaging because uh, inflammation is so detrimental to your health. Well, it's not surprising that our product ticks both of those boxes, that that formula that was given to those test subjects ticks both of those boxes. So let me first talk about uh, oxidants. It's an antioxidant. Uh, there's a, a peer-reviewed published research that shows it to be 125 times more powerful than vitamin C. That's probably the most famous antioxidant. Uh, there is an ad hoc study out on the web that shows it to be 172 times more powerful than vitamin C. So we check that box. The next is inflammation. You've got to be really, or we have to be really careful when we talk about inflammation. The FDA has very strict guidelines about inflammation and allows us to say that our product addresses inflammation, at least as it relates to exercise-induced inflammation. Now, what the FDA doesn't allow us to say is that it addresses other types of inflammation, and we, we just need to do more research. And, and the reason they say that is because when you're addressing other types of inflammation, you, the FDA is really saying, well, you're actually addressing cardiovascular disease. You're actually addressing arthritis. You're actually addressing Alzheimer's. 
And obviously, we don't have the research to be able to say that. What I can say, right, in terms of uh, uh, anti-inflammatories is that our product fits perfectly in an anti-inflammatory diet, right? So that diet is associated with the so-called blue zone people. These are people who are known to live longer than the typical humans on this planet. They have reduced incidences of heart attack. They have reduced incidences of stroke. And our product fits perfectly in that anti-inflammatory diet. So those are the kind of two key principles that that really drive our our understanding or, or are at the root of our understanding of how this is probably helping. Seems like just the tip of the iceberg and more will be uncovered, hopefully, with this yes. more research. Yes. Awesome. Um, can you share any notable success stories that you've heard or testimonials from my vital C users that highlight the positive effects of this molecule? Yeah, you know, I'm going to do something crazy. I'm going to share arguably the worst supplement testimonial in history um, because obviously I ultimately think it adds value. But one of our largest distributors here in Houston, her name is Gwen. Uh, she, yeah, I did an interview with her and she shared with me uh, that first she ordered the product for her dog. She had no intention of taking the product and she noticed such a profound difference in her dog that she then decided to take it. And, and, and I think that actually is a very useful example because the first thing you should be thinking about any sort of supplement is a placebo effect, right? Is this just a placebo effect going on? Well, there is no placebo effect with pets, right? So she gave this to her, her uh, Pekingese. I think it's Pekingese and it maybe a Shih Tzu, but I think it's a Pekingese. She gave it to her Pekingese and noticed such a profound difference in her dog. And, and, and the irony here is Dogs aren't smart enough to trick themselves into being healthier, right? There is no placebo effect with dogs. And then she went on in, in an interview that I did with her. She was like, listen, if you had asked me, so she started taking the product. If you had asked me at the three-month mark, have you noticed anything, any benefits? I initially would have told you, no, I haven't noticed any benefits. But then she said in that interview, she said, I stopped and I started thinking about kind of what was going on in my life. And I was working later. I was waking up earlier. I've never been a morning person. And here is the worst testimonial about a supplement you may ever hear. I cleaned my garage. Now, <laughs> we're not doing any marketing on cleaning our garage, but I also think that it means something, right? Why aren't you cleaning your garage? And usually it's probably two things. One of two things. It's I don't have the energy. I don't have the time, right? So if you're getting better sleep and you have the energy, uh, by the way, I'll talk about better sleep in a second as as one of our most consistent testimonials. Then you've got the energy to clean your garage. Also, it can be the emotional baggage of like, OK, there's stuff in there. I don't want to deal with it. I don't want to make a decision of whether I have to throw it out or not. I've I've seen the reality TV shows and people are crying, throwing things away. I don't want to go through that experience. I just don't have the emotional fortitude. And she clearly had one or the other or both. And we actually have a number of of kind of testimonials related to improvements and in, in emotional well-being. Um, so so there is something there. And, and in fact, our most consistent testimonial is people take it in the morning, they report mental focus and energy during the day, and then better sleep that night. Now, we all are kind of aware that sleep is good, right? Like, actually, it's great that actually it's great for our mental, physical, and emotional well-being. We're all aware of this. Um, and so if there's something out there that can help you get sleep, that's great. Now, the, the, the important thing to note is we're talking about taking the product in the morning and mental focus and energy during the day and better sleep that night. I'm not aware of other supplements that you can take in the morning 
to improve your sleep. I'm, I'm aware of things you can do, right? So if you wake up and you work out, you will sleep better that night. If you wake up and get exposure to the sun, your circadian rhythm will be in line with the rising and falling of the sun. You will sleep better that night. But we're very different than, there's a book by um, uh, Dr. Matthew Walker. He's a Harvard-educated, uh, I think, out of the UK. He's currently in University of California somewhere, probably surfing at this time. Um, but he talks about the $2 billion sleep aid industry, right? This is the industry where they prescribe these drugs, you take them right before you go to sleep, and then you wake up ostensibly better. And, and really what's happening, and he describes this in his book, is that there's a, a chemical in our bodies called adenosine, and that adenosine increases in volume as we, as we go throughout our day, and this causes this chemical pressure from adenosine causes us to desire sleep. These drugs relieve that chemical pressure. So you can imagine if the previous 10 days you woke up and you still wanted sleep, and now you take this pill, the pressure of adenosine is released, and you wake up and you're like, I don't want sleep, that's gotta feel real fresh, refreshing. The problem is, is that these are depressants and they actually stop you from getting the REM and the in-REM sleep that you actually need in order to have healthful and restorative sleep that you're supposed to be getting when you sleep. Uh, and I just point that out because it's very different. You take ours in the morning, those you end up taking at night. Interesting. So lots of the positive effects, it sounds like, and happy to hear it works out for the puppy, at least in that yeah. story. <laughs> <laughs> There's one happy Pekingese or Shih Tzu yeah. and probably lots of both. Yes, good. Um, in the past, you've shared tips on how to safely purchase high-quality supplements. At Qualio, we offer quality management software, and so we are all about high-quality products and processes. So it's our mission. What are things people should be on the lookout to make sure that they are purchasing quality supplements? Well, I think um, the unfortunate piece about supplements, and I, I think the FDA has done the right thing of separating supplements and nutritional supplements from, from medications, right? So, so one, you can have access to these things that are, that are supplementing uh, your nutrition. Um, but one of the challenges is it, it, it doesn't have that much regulation. The reality is the FDA doesn't have the manpower, never will have the manpower to, to regulate all of the supplements that are on the market. So that puts you as the consumer in the situation where you've got to do your research. You've got to do the due diligence necessary. And, and one of the things I, I, I kind of uh, harp, harp on, our products are available on Amazon. But don't rely on Amazon to decide if a supplement is high quality in a supplement that you would use. I, I use this example. What does a five-star review of a supplement on Amazon mean, right? So let's just take, for example, uh, vitamin C, right? So vitamin C, a five-star review, here's what we know it probably doesn't mean, and then there'll be some definite it doesn't mean. It probably doesn't mean that they took each pill out of it. Let's say it's a one-gram pill and they weighed it on a scientific scale, right? Like that didn't happen. Uh, it certainly doesn't mean that they actually ground down the tablet and stuck it in HPLC, that's a high-performance liquid chromatography machine, to confirm that it was ascorbic acid. That, that didn't happen. Let's be realistic. They probably didn't even count the tablets, right? If it's 90 tablets and it's not empty, they didn't even bother counting the tablets. So what does a five-star review about a supplement mean on Amazon? Um, it's not something that you should be using to determine if you want to take that supplement. You need to be doing the legwork and understand um, understand the research behind it. 
and understand the 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 ethics of the company that that are behind it. Like I said, we have our products on Amazon and a lot of customers like the service. Actually, we tend to deliver in two days, the same as Amazon, except we don't do it over the weekend. Amazon does because they're crazy. It's amazing what they can do. Um, but but that's that's the caution that it would. You really do need to understand the company, understand how long they've been in business. Are they a real lab? What's their motivation for being in business? I'll, I'll share this. I think that people tend to get into the supplement industry one of two ways. The first way is they wake up, they decide they're going to be wealthy and they want to be wealthy with supplements. And I have no problem with being, people being wealthy. That's just not how, how I ended up here. The other is they have some sort of health concern, either, either for themselves or of a loved one. They've done the research. They put together the right combination of, of products to make a great supplement and they want to save the world. And hopefully it doesn't surprise you. I'm not against people saving the world. It's just not how I ended up here. I've been manufacturing this crazy soccer ball molecule since 1991. They stuck it in a toxicity study and the rats lived 90% longer. And now I'm in the supplement business. I, I've owned a, lab, owned a lab since 1991. And we tried not to get to, into the industry and then realized, hey, we can actually bring a lot of credibility and a lot of quality uh, to this industry. And, and that's why I come and share these stories with you and your audience. Great. That's very exciting. Um, the journey of a founder is often filled with ups and downs. Since starting your companies, can you share some significant challenges or setbacks you faced and how you overcame that? Yeah. So um, one of the things that I mentioned in the book, right, I talk about founding the company, starting the company, being on a college budget and starting a, a carbon nanomaterial business. And one of the principles that I would say I, I tried to highlight in the book is uh, I think it's really important to create a business plan um, because what this does is it tells whoever might be investing or even yourself that you're able to sit down and put down these processes and these concepts and these numbers on how you're going to have this business be successful. And potentially more important than that is you've got to have the flexibility. So let me give you an example. At the time we were starting the company, my business partner, Robert, and I uh, we're in communication, we're, we're in dialogue with the University of Houston, go Cougs, that's where, where we, we graduated from, um, with the University of Houston to actually house our company on campus. And one of the things they said is you got to have this business plan, which frankly, if they hadn't said it, we probably wouldn't have done it. And that would have been not good. We needed yeah. to do that business plan. But in that business plan, the entire business plan was actually written on how much the University of Houston would purchase from us of this powder we were going to make this C60 and really kind of mixed fullerene powders. To this day, the University of Houston has not purchased one gram of our product, right? So, so yes, put the business plan together, but you also have to have the flexibility to know that it's probably, frankly, it's not going to work out that way. Like that's not what's going to happen, but it is good to have that plan so that then you have a place from which to pivot, right? If you, if you don't know where you're going, you might already be there. And so you might not make any progress. That's, that's what I would share. That's great insight. Appreciate that. And it's not often that I get to speak to another host of another podcast. Tell us what it's like in the SEO marketing world and what you do on that side of um, your life, hosting that podcast and helping founders and marketers of life science companies. Yeah, so we... Um, 
we started that podcast back in 2009 and the intent was we're consuming information, we're constantly reading, we're constantly expanding our knowledge of search engine optimization and and how do we give back? Like what's the process of giving back? I've never I've always felt like you really really understand a subject when you start to teach it. So one of those is very selfishly, how do I make sure I understand this um this complex digital marketing landscape better? Uh, and then also give back to the community that's always kind of supported us. So we started that in 2009. I've actually stepped down last year uh, or early this year. I stepped down uh, and and am focused on my own podcast, a new podcast that's not associated with the digital marketing agency. And that podcast is Live Beyond the Norms, and that's going to launch in March. Um, what I'll say is there's a lot. Of, I'll just say this: like when you start to teach people about health and longevity or about whatever your subject matter is, that's when you become an expert. Uh, and that process of giving back is, is really valuable. Uh, I think also if you're considering doing a podcast, you know, I love the phrase, when is the best time to start a podcast? It's yesterday, right? Like, or today, like immediately. Yeah. Um, and there's value in that because people recognize you as an expert. I think it's not as hard as a lot of people think to be an expert in a particular topic, I think it can be very hard to show that you're an expert in a topic, to, to convince other people that you're a top, uh, uh, you know, an expert in a particular topic. And a podcast is a way to do that, right? I'm, there's lots of your listeners are going to be kind of the same information sponges that I am constantly reading, constantly writing papers, constantly um, collecting thoughts on their particular subject matter. But now how do you express that, right? Sure, you can get in a conversation with somebody and, and they'll understand that you're an expert just by the way you speak and what you have knowledge about. But how do you express it at a broader scale? So if you're trying to attract a bigger audience, how do you do that? And I think a podcast is a way, great way to do it. Yeah. And to continuously learn and improve yourself, I think podcasting is great. I'm always learning here with all of our guests. So um, I have had such has a- been no exception. I have had such a, a, a I'll, I'll do stress in, in air quotes, because I think there's there's a, one of the things that kind of came out out of this longevity summit. And, and I had it going in, which is how you see stress defines its impact on you. If you see stress as as negative and stressful in the, in the kind of classic sense of the word, it is actually negative. It's actually negative for your physiology. It's negative for your sleep. It's negative for so many things. But when you see stress as as good, right? When you're working out, and I've always had this feeling, like after a hard soccer game, I played soccer, semi-professional soccer, after a hard soccer game, and I'm sore, and like when I stomp my foot down, the bruising on my shins because I played a tough game, I've always felt like that was a positive stress. And and so I've been stressed interviewing 50, like a 55, including the top three in the biohacking space. Uh, this has been... A, also unbelievably joy joyful. Like I'm just having so much fun going into these interviews with questions that they've never heard before um, that are kind of deep and, and provocative questions. And that takes research going into it. Um, and then the knowledge that I have coming out of it is just just amazing. Well, I can't wait for that podcast to hit my Spotify. So I'll be looking for that in March. Um, well, we opened with your book, but our last question is kind of more of a fun one. We ask our guests. If we ran into you at a bookstore at your or at your local library, in what section might we find you? 
Oh, that's a great question. I, um, I love the self-help area, right? So those books, and, and I probably had my first one when I was 16, um, which was, uh, Susan Jeffers. Um, and I'm trying to remember the title and it's not coming to me. Um, but I think this journey of, of improving yourself, figuring out how to improve yourself, figuring out how to be 1% better today than you were yesterday. Uh, I think this is, this gives a lot of purpose, right? So it can drive you to get out of bed and, you know, start the exercise program or enhance the exercise program. It can drive you to drive past McDonald's and go eat healthy food. Um, this, this concept of constantly trying to improve yourself um, is, it, it is it, certainly a driving passion for me. I couldn't agree more. I'm with you there, Chris. It's been a pleasure. Thank you so much for joining us on From Lab to Launch by Qualio today. Where can our listeners go to follow along and connect with you? So uh, I've actually made a link for your listeners. It's myvitalc.com forward slash lab to launch. Um, and then if they want to try some product, there's a coupon lab to launch. It gives them $15 off their initial order. Uh, the book has its own web page. Uh, that website is uh, livelongerandbetterbook.com. So please go check that out. There is a link there to the health summit and you can start registering for that health summit. It comes out in February. Um, big names, Dr. Stephen Gundry, uh, Dave Asprey, Ben Greenfield. There's also a Sergey, um, Sergey Young. He wrote a book, uh, the, the science, um, I think it's the science of growing young. There's another phrase in there. He's an investor in the longevity space. I mean, these are amazing interviews that people are going to get a lot of value from. Um, and actually, it's free. The, the last week of February, you just attend, you sit at your computer, you can watch all these videos, um, and then you can have access to those videos for a nominal fee afterwards. Um, like this is, uh, it's going to be pretty amazing. So that's livelongerandbetterbook.com. All right. You heard that, my fellow time and gravity fighters. Lots of things to follow in the new year. So wishing you all the best, Chris. Thanks again for joining us today. Thank you, Meg. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of From Lab to Launch, brought to you by Qualio. If you like what you've heard, please subscribe and give the show a positive review. It really helps us out. For more information about Qualio, our guest today, or to be a guest on a future episode, please refer to the show notes. Until next time.